0: Hello, friends, and welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Daniel Quinn and Courtney Staples. On today's episode, longtime listener Kaiser has a new prompt for us. But before we get into that, remember that if you want us to build your world, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com, click the link, follow the instructions, and within a reasonable amount of time, We'll be building your world. If you want to come and follow us on social media, we are on Twitter at Let's World Build. If you want to come join us in our Discord chat and chat with us about, I don't know, World War I, for example, you can do so by following the link in the description. And of course, if you're feeling particularly generous, you can give money to us over on Patreon and gain access to all sorts of sweet Patreon-only goodies, including Discord chats. Patron only episodes and early access to weekly episodes. Now, with all of the shilling out of the way, let's get back into the prompt. Kaiser, longtime listener. Hey, buddy. Good to see you. Glad that we get your prompts still. They're very fun. Uh, the most recent one that we got from Kaiser is Hello, it's Kaiser once more bringing you a prompt that's really fucked up. This is the land of a thousand dead men or hearts of steel, whatever you want to call it. This is a world where it's a simple premise. Why train new soldiers when you can resurrect and reuse the dead ones? Your restrictions are in the Tenets section. Tenets, this is a setting with World War I technology. Tenet two, there is dark magic. And number three, which I think is like always... So Kaiser typically gives us two of the same prompts every time. And the third one is like, kind of like the spicy wild card, right? Um, the first tenant is the world war one, which I love. Like, I, I think that it's a fun restriction, both aesthetically and like from a technological standpoint, but the third one, which is the third tenant I'm getting into here, no giant aphids, but dwarfs are fine, which I find so interesting because like, to me, I'd rather have giant aphids compared to dwarfs. <laughs> um but you know that's just a personal preference i guess anyway that's why
1: this is a challenge for us we have to have to fit dwarves in potentially
0: well no 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 they they, kaiser said that dwarves were fine not that they're necessary and by god (laughs) okay if i have to burn a tenant to kill all the dwarves then i fucking will (laughs) um anyway courtney why don't you tell us where you got started with kaiser's prompt Again, big thank you to Kaiser for the prompt in general.
1: Yes, thank you. This is a fun one. Um, Very And by much fun, so. I mean horrible to think about. But <laughs> um, I mean, it's fir-
0: just in time for spooky season, so it works That's out. That's
1: true. That's true. Happy October, everybody. Yes. Um, my first one is that the resurrected soldiers maintain all of the memories from their previous lives. Uh, and as such, they come back having just experienced their own death as their last memory.
0: Oh, boy. That is, um, well, see, you think of that as horrifying, which it is. I get that. (laughs) However, from a military perspective, it's actually quite fascinating because, like, imagine the reconnaissance that you gain from just sending dead people or, like, sending soldiers into a place that they know that they're going to get destroyed in. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. like, that's actually kind of an interesting way to approach it as well. But, but it is an interesting kind of approach to these whole... And yeah, okay, okay, I can dig it, I can dig it.
1: Though with your, your comment about the reconnaissance, then that also raises the question of, like, what are the limitations of this resurrection? Like, are different sides going to be, like, mutilating their enemies mm-hmm. so that they can't Absolutely. be properly resurrected, you know?
0: I, I mean, there is all... I mean, there's the implications. There's so many mm-hmm. implications that we can talk mm-hmm. about, and hopefully we have some tenets that will kind of beef that up. And if not, then we'll have some time to talk about it.
2: I was going to say, like, the soldiers also become the ones who survive more and more, become more and more valuable too, because they probably will have accrued combat experience or.
1: no oh, true. Yeah. experience yeah.
2: as soldiers.
0: I mean, yeah. Th- the other thing is right. Like, I think this might be a question that we come into later, but like, how would something like rot work exactly, you know, mm-hmm. like, or, we have resurrection, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we have healing either. Right. So if you get a limb blown off, does that mean that you get resurrected sans limb or is it like, you know, if you get resurrected and you have a a punctured liver, you know, like you have to be repaired and patched back up. Like how does that work exactly? I, I feel like that's a really interesting unexplored kind of area that we can really dive into yeah i mean we can basically make an entire setting that's mash but world war one and zombies (laughs) as well you know like there's a lot that we can do with just that simple premise you know
1: Mm -hmm.
0: well well maybe daniel can help us out with the scope of this um so daniel why don't you tell us one of your tenets please
2: um so i guess along these lines this would help um i had whenever a necromancer necromancer being whatever the function of person is that does this work, resurrect someone, they carry a piece of the dead man inside them. um, And that piece is lost to the dead man. So obviously not
0: physical necessarily, right? We're talking Uh, emotionally.
2: I would think either memories or ability or something like that. Mm. It could be physical if we want to do something weird, but some, some aspect of them is lost each time they're resurrected despite so, like, obviously, Courtney's tenant is that they're the same. They have a continuous consciousness. It seems right. as they're mm-hmm. resurrected, but here I'm saying something is lost each time they're brought back. So, so I, yeah, I
0: really love that. And here's the thing, Daniel. Right? I, I, my initial idea was, oh, well, they just get the last five minutes of that person's brain before they died, right? Um, so it kind of lessens the trauma for that person, but it also allows like reconnaissance and stuff like that, you know, like, so some memory is lost. That's where my brain initially went. But then I said physical and now I'm thinking of like these like resurrecting necromancers, as you call them, as like just bloated amalgamations of like flesh and like body parts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So
2: it's like maybe you it could ha- be both. I mean, it could, and I would yeah. also want it to be something if it's psychological, something big like mm, they lose the memory meaningful. of a loved one or yeah or right. they yeah. they lose um knowledge of how to use this particular thing like it's it's i don't know if it's random or what it is but it's going to be significant
0: so question for you is it a power transfer then so do the necromancers gain that in return? yeah i think so yeah okay so what is preventing these necromancers from becoming unbelievably powerful then just just based on
2: that I don't think they know what they're going to get necessarily. And it may not mm-hmm. always be something that's useful. Uh, so
0: there's a randomized element to it then.
2: Yeah. I don't think it's okay. always something that's useful to them
0: anyway. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That See, that's, that's more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, if we were to do it physically, I was just thinking like, oh, that necromancer is half toe. Like he has Ooh, like, maybe they take the scars too. Oh, so like they're yeah, a sin eater in yeah. that way.
2: Well, like, so like what you're saying to want to make them grotesque, right? In some way. I mean, I don't care. I'm just, I'm just tossing this out there as like a horrible visual. That's all. (laughs) Yeah. But so so taking that idea, right? Like, okay. So they, they inherit something meaningful, right? That may not be physical, but what if like you were saying was like someone's arm is blown off. They also take on the the last maiming that happened to that person. Uh, What do you mean by that? So, like, say they were shot in the head and it blew out one right. of their eyes. Like, the necromancer then loses that eye.
1: Huh. Funny that you bring up eyes because I was going to say the opposite route where, like, oh. the, the things that they take have to do with the senses and, like, the memories that the soldiers have accrued. So, like, if the necromancer wants access to stuff that the soldier has seen, he takes one of their eyes.
0: Mm. Oh, I like that. Okay. 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 So, so... It is a sin eater. Then it's it's they're essentially taking on the damage that the soldier has accrued for themselves, right? That's what you're suggesting, Daniel.
2: Yeah, I, I like that conceptually. I wonder if merging it with like Courtney's, maybe they choose what they want But I don't. Yeah. It would be nice if like to in order to gain the knowledge, the thing they need from the last combat, they have to take mm-hmm. on the harm too. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, could they in the process be gaining? Psychological harm from doing so because if they're yeah. suddenly able to like relive this combat experience that they weren't actually in, mm-hmm. and like uh. maybe they have to go through it repeatedly to really examine everything and mm-hmm. get all the information, so they're getting like severe trauma from that.
0: Yeah, well, uh, first of all, um, trauma, Courtney, put that on the bingo card. Uh, that's <laughs> that's been very clear. With that. But, but I think that what might be interesting is like we might be able to. Like, so Daniel, you're interested in this idea that you're inflicting physical harm on the necromancer for resurrecting them, but they're also losing something psychologically. Mm -hmm. So why don't we have it be a trade off? It's like, yeah, you can physically come back and you'll be repaired and the necromancer will take on those wounds. But in return, you'll lose something psychologically precious and the necromancer will gain that in return. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like it is a like a sick devil's bargain type situation, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then cool. that way it's not like it's not like the necromancers are just like there to suffer. I mean, like which which can be interesting. I'm less interested in exploring that kind of thing, because when you have the the kind of bargain that we're dealing with, right? Like imagine a necromancer who comes back without an arm, but has like the love of that person's life. And then they relate. Oh, you know, you know, I was Jimmy's best friend. He got he died in the war. And because Jimmy forgets that love of his life, he's not going to come back. Mm-hmm. But it gives the necromancer this kind of sleazy in to be like, oh, yeah, he told me all about you guys. And then he can recall all these things because he's stolen it from that soldier, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So so like there's a weird double edgedness to it that I really like. And, and it, it allows depth, I think, to what we're going with here.
2: And Courtney, was your tenant the idea that they select an organ or a sense? Is it? What was oh, that name? wasn't that actually a tenant. Oh, okay. That was just oh, okay. an You're idea. Just talking it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I wasn't He's sure. I wanted to make yeah. sure <laughs> we're allowed
0: to have ideas outside of tenants,
2: Daniel. Okay. No, but I, I wanted to make sure if it was a tenant that it was being incorporated.
1: Oh no, no, um, that was just an okay. idea based on like the the concept of taking body parts and and all okay. that.
2: Well, then I like mm. I like what we've talked through. Then
1: mm-hmm. me
2: too. Great, great.
0: Um, my first tenant is going to be very simple and does not actually expand upon anything. Uh, not really, anyway. Um, so I, I initially misread the um, the prompt and thought that this was, like, more steeped in World War One. I. I thought it was, like, a demonstrable World War I kind of, like, historical revision. Mm. So I messed up in that regard. But my tenet is uh, whatever this necromantic dark magic is, like, this magic, all magic, is new to this conflict. So it's been basically, like, a modern-ish world, and then World War I hits, and then suddenly the discovery of dark magic happens, and it, it kind of changes the world in a lot of ways. Which means that, like, this magic that we're dealing with is still new, and, like, we're still kind of discovering the nuances and, like, implications of it.
1: Okay, So this is, like, the first major conflict that this magic has been used in?
0: I'm going to say that this is the first major conflict in which the magic existed at all. That's the, okay, that's, the that's the, that's the
2: tenant. There's like a cause and effect to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, like the, the reason I say this is because there's like kind of what Courtney alluded to. There is a parallel between, you know, world war one being the first mechanized industrialized war, you know, where we have uh, artillery and we have um, machine guns, Used on a scale that has never been seen before, which is why in the early days of World War One, the uh, body counts are fucking extraordinary. We're talking like 30 to 50,000 people dying in a single day in a single battle on one side, you know, like and and this is why the uh, military tactics were woefully and, and especially in France's case, woefully damaging to the armies and countries that were there. Like they had no idea they were there basically still trying to fight on a battlefield with the idea that this is gonna be a Napoleonic war. And mm-hmm. World War One was like a, a punch in the teeth. Like, it completely changed everything. And this is this is what I'm trying to evoke with this kind of uh, dark magic. Like,
2: like it parallels the, this development or arrival of this magic is similar to the arrival of this technology during World War One. Ex- exactly.
0: Like, I want it to be a big deal, and I want it to be, like, impactful and mm-hmm. meaningful in the same way that the arrival of the mechanized industrialized war that is World War One, you know, was impactful and meaningful.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. It makes me wonder like how the magic then came about, if it's the result Mm. of all of these different, like if we follow the idea of like a world war, if it's the result of all of these different types of magic from different cultures merging into one and being like overused basically. And Mm. like that overdrive is what triggers this dark magic resurrection stuff.
0: I mean, one, one thing I am rather interested in is, right, like the Tenet specifically says dark magic. Yeah. Like there, there is no light magic involved, right? Like, there, I think there's an implication of light magic that I think would be reasonable to assume. But I think what's more interesting is if we only go dark with it, if we only go dark magic angle, you know.
2: Well, what you're saying, Courtney, is it would be interesting then if if then maybe this magic that's being that's been developed or is used during this war is the consequence, perhaps you're saying of lots of previous dark rituals in history is that we're suggesting
1: um i mean that certainly could be the case i was thinking more like it's the the consequence of this worldwide conflict like when you have suddenly all of these different types of magic interacting from different cultures like if they all merge together and Mm -hmm. are being used in like a much greater amount for the purpose of killing than they have Um, in the past and that like changes it into this dark thing
0: i am i'm bursting at the seams to get this point (laughs) out because i'm like oh wow you just gave me a great idea uh maybe death on this scale is what triggers the magic Mm -hmm. or what like sparks its creation because again like death on this scale is is rare and so maybe like this is what needs to happen in order for this dark magic to exist is like, hey, it only operates once the threshold of death has reached this level, you know?
1: Yeah, I like that.
2: Um, so are we bringing in or excluding the concept of other magics then? Uh,
0: I, w- I think it'd be interesting if we only focus on the dark aspect of this magic. Mm-hmm. But unless you have a tenet that would suggest otherwise, in which case I'm open to the idea. But I think it would be a fun restriction for us to only restrict our thoughts and thinking to dark magic.
1: As in, like no other magic has existed before at all.
0: Uh, or yeah, for example, right? Mm-hmm. I got you. Uh, again the the idea that it is dark magic implies that light magic exists. However, for this purpose, I think it'd be kind of fun as a restriction to ourselves. Uh, again, I'm open. If you guys have tenants that rely on it, I'm not dying on this hill. Like that's not. No, what it's
1: about. I don't have tenants based on that. But I mean, we could just say like, if there was magic before, it's been. Converted into this because of all that mass death. If we want to go that route, yeah,
0: I, I mean, I'm I'm cool with that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the I, I'm trying to think historically, like where mass death on a scale of like thirty thousand plus people has happened, and it's like it's it's fairly rare historically, right? Like I'm thinking of the what is it, the Bloody River of Verdun, where it's like three thousand to ten thousand pagans got executed, and they're Their blood literally stained the river, Mm. you know, like stuff like that. Like, so, but like, I think that when I think about it, right. Three to 10,000 is, or or like you go back to the crusades or you go back to like warfare of, of like a mass scale. We don't see that number though. And I think that's what interests me is this idea that that's why it's new is that modern technology allowed for, you know, the thriving of our species to the point where we can get to 30,000 people, you know, dead in a day. And that's like devastating, but not, you know, like crazy, but like, that's the Mm. threshold that this magic needs to operate at. And what I think is more interesting about that as well is that like, it thrives on death. And so if you want to become a necromancer, you have to also become a massive warmonger. You have to be someone Mm. who is like, like this magic only exists when war exists, which I think is also an interesting point that we can kind of explore as well.
2: Is this setting the Earth? Is this an ultimate history setting or is this um a separate reality? Again, I mistook the
0: the prompt for World War One, like for like Earth's World War One. However, um none of my tenets rely on that being true. But I am thinking of World War One strongly in my mind as, you know, I think about the tenets and as I kind of explore them. So keep that in mind as well.
1: Um, yeah, I didn't have any tenets that depend on it. I, my second one would certainly make it more interesting if it's actual Earth with humans, uh, because my second tenet is that the primary or one of the primary sentient species in this world are cold-blooded reptilians. Oh, wow. So,
2: okay. Uh, They're reptile people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, quick aside. Mm-hmm. Uh excellent segue Courtney. Just wanted to just want to praise you on that. So okay Courtney, so what I'm hearing is there's no difference between this setting and regular earth if we're believing the conspiracies to be true.
1: I mean we <laughs> could go in that direction if we've got <laughs> reptilians controlling uh, stuff.
0: <laughs> I mean they're they're here to terraform us. Obvi- okay, mm-hmm. obviously I need to make this disclaimer uh every time because some people get it wrong. This, this is a joke. This is a conspiracy theory. Reptilians do not actually exist. It is just a fun fleet of fancy. As far as we know. Yes. <laughs> However, uh, we're not claiming uh, the very anti-Semitic uh, conspiracy theories to be true. It is just a fun goof thing. We're not even bringing that element into it. I just want to clarify that for the love of God anyway yes let's continue on with your lizard folk courtney
1: mm-hmm. um yeah we could take it in that route where this is actual earth and there are secret reptilians or we could go into like a more fantasy type realm where there's like different uh fantasy races and reptilians happen to be one of them i was mainly interested in like the the sort of world building implications of having a species that needs like heat to kind of thrive
2: mm. mm-hmm interesting okay i'm I'm okay with that i'm okay with that um this is why i was asking like what's the actual context of the settings we're at a point we have to make a decision like is this alternate history is this um a fantasy realm mm-hmm. in, like, in order to mm-hmm. proceed from here we have to decide that um i think there's ways to interpret the lizard people um you could have humanoids who are cold-blooded Mm-hmm. And maybe that's yeah. the primary race. I don't know what that means. For the maybe world. that's the resurrected soldiers uh, that they it, become it could be yeah. as a result. Mm-hmm. yeah, um, it depends on what are we feeling. Do we want to lean towards alternate history? Do we want to lean more towards fantasy or science fiction? like where are we going? That's the question. Like I, I don't to me, I don't like I, I, I I'm leaning more towards the real world only because yeah. of the grittiness of it. but, um, I'm open to the concept. I I have
0: obviously come out as pro history, uh. You know, so I'm I'm okay with like a weird worldwide thing. So like I I'm mm-hmm. okay with the concept and the magic, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like I would obviously prefer a more grounded setting to kind of explore because I think that's thematically more what I'm interested
2: in. You can split the difference. I I agree and say agree. um that this is this is essentially like a earth-like setting that's in the world warish state of technology but it's not exactly earth's history um that way we have more room and then just parallel things to world war one that would that would enable Mm -hmm. us to have like the lizard people Mm -hmm. um another way of doing it is it's like earth it's it's has a similar history, but they're not literally lizards or lizard-like, and that they have cold blood. I don't know how do we want to deal with that. <laughs> I think
0: I'd be happy either way, personally.
2: Um,
1: yeah, I'm having a hard time deciding too. As far as like the alt history does sound appealing, but I also would hesitate to like limit ourselves too much to actual Earth. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Do we have all of our tenants out? Maybe that will help. And No, them.
0: Daniel, you still have to go and I have okay. to go. Yeah. So
2: This may help because I have that the war has been going on so long that no one knows why they're fighting or when it began. Oh.
0: I mean, that absolutely makes sense yeah. considering that. The death toll. The de- the death toll, but also like the resurrection, but mm-hmm. also like part of what makes war so devastating is the loss of life, right? Like, or, or, or you know, you need enemies to fight. Like that's part of how it works, right? Like part of war is decimating the opponent until there's no one else to fight or or a strain on the resource becomes so great that it breaks morale and, or, you know, the, the economics of the whole system breaks down, right? Like that's what happened to Germany both times where they essentially were not able to feed themselves. You know, they feed their citizens and they weren't able to produce enough to kind of keep that going. Um I don't know why I was going off on this tangent but man I just lo- I just love history. I think oh right the whole implication right. Mm. Uh but yeah the the fact that the war has been going on so long is really interesting and is also it's a bleak world if that is the case.
1: Yeah. There's also the point that you raised Rob earlier about like the idea that if dark magic is sort of mm-hmm. formed by this mm-hmm. mass devastation um And that necromancers would want to hold on to that and and keep the wars going for that reason, like it's sort of a a parallel to like the military industrial complex, the idea that if you just keep churning out weapons, you can keep profiting from that, and just the cycle continues and continues
0: mm. yeah, I think we can work with that again we're we are definitely teetering on the brink of apocalypse now though because mm. not not the movie apocalypse now but the uh, but the apocalypse. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Okay. So Lizard people. (laughs) Yeah. Let's, let's go back (laughs) to that actually, because like, okay, I'm, I'm very curious because there's one of two ways that we can kind of approach this, right? I'm thinking that if we approach this as there are parallels historically, it basically means that we're taking a bunch of fantasy races and there we're using them as placeholders for, France, Germany, Mm -hmm. England, America, stuff like that, right? So if we have humans, they'll be American or they'll be, you know, like French or whatever. If we have Germans, they will be werewolf people or lizard people, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) Like that's one way that we can kind of approach it where each country in this massive world war is going to be represented by a fantastical race. The other alternative is kind of what we were going at, which was use the fantastical elements and then explain them in an occult fashion. We have lizard people. They are in fact cold-blooded animals, but we can have them be, you know, either actual cold-blooded like reptilians, like a, like an alien species, or we can have them be humans affected by the magic. But either way in that particular scenario, like the core of history of human history is, is still kind of maintained. Between those two options, what do you think is more interesting, narratively speaking?
2: I'm I'm not interested personally in trying to map the setting to specifics of World War One or the mm-hmm. the world in its state then, um, only because I feel like it's going to shackle or shackle us. Although I had a thought when you're talking about, um, we could have the race of lizard people be the necromancers, mm-hmm. and they impart um a a reptilian aspect to the resurrected soldiers um if we want to keep kind of the rest of the world human as opposed to inviting a bunch of fantasy races Mm. i don't know why the necromancers are lizard people but they could be Mm. more literally lizard-like because lizards have the capacity to like regrow limbs and
1: that's true you know like
2: they have those aspects Mm -hmm. to them and then they would be cold-blooded they're imparting the cold-bloodedness to the soldiers that's actually really interesting yeah
1: i like that um
2: it also it would parallel kind of the the conspiracy theory realm of things you know because they're working in the shadows sort of right yeah
0: well what's what's worse is that like the the world governments are being forced to work with these lizard Mm -hmm. people because look they don't want their soldiers dead because they need them and so yeah we'll allow you to resurrect them but then it's like what do you actually like Is this a thing where a couple generations from now we'll have like, you know, an entire country that's enthralled to these lizard Mm. necromancer type people, you know, like that's really interesting to me.
1: Yeah, I do like the idea that they're changing the humans in some way or are themselves being changed by the magic that they're practicing. Um, Like since this war has been going on for seemingly infinite uh, amounts of time based on their history, like. Maybe they did start out as humans, but because they've been using this necromancy magic constantly, they've warped themselves into like legit lizard people. And they're slowly doing so with the soldiers as well. Hmm.
0: I think the implication that we need to talk about here as well is this idea of the infinite war, this idea that like, because infinite war, like the, the toll of war is so huge. So to have an infinite war is essentially to have like, an apocalypse, right? Like it's a never ending apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And, and the other thing to that is that war takes up a ton of resources, not just, you know, like to feed people, but to move people and to also like produce weapons of war. So like you're also creating this society, which is essentially consistently enslaved to manufacturing enslaved to the production of goods of supporting a war and I, there is something interesting that I think we can explore there because it's like, this is mindless production. It's mindless war productions. Like no one even believes or understands where the lines are anymore, but they're also terrified of having themselves be wiped out that they give themselves to the war machine.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It does make me wonder like what the, what the non-soldiers are going through, like just the people back home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the families, like, are people even going to want to have children after a certain point if the only future is war and nothing else?
0: I'm so glad you asked, Courtney. <laughs> um, here, Here's where my brain went with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, uh, the Germans, uh, this is World War Two. They had uh, camps or uh, like cabins where it was basically forced procreation. Like if you had Mm. Aryan traits, you and others were forced to go and have sex and essentially try and repopulate the Aryan population. It's horrifying. Like it it, is, it is is really, really terrifying stuff because it's like, you're losing the autonomy of your body. And especially as a woman, like good Lord, that's doubly terrifying, triply terrifying, really. Yeah, that is. So that, that I can see is absolutely being a thing. And this also raises the question of egalitarianism in terms of militarism, right? Like, uh if this is a never ending war, like who's gonna be the first one to be like, you know what, women can be soldiers. Fuck it. Like, mm. let's get them in there, you know?
1: Or children or
2: Yeah. Oh absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's it's like nineteen eighty four where the war is just an illusion. It's an it's an endless thing to keep control. So I have a feeling the I don't know what the goals of these lizard people are, um, <laughs> as is the case with our mm. actual fictional lizard people. <laughs> um, but clearly- our real they're... life
0: fictional lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But they, they may be working towards something. I don't know if that's um, a goal that's subversive to the humans who are conducting these wars mm-hmm. or whether it's in concert with them. But it seems to me like this war, we're establishing this war has been kept going for an ulterior motive. And I have a feeling it has something to do with, um, because they want to inherit things from their from their dead. So mm. maybe the lizard mm. people don't really care about the conflict among the humans. They're looking for something from the mm. humans. Oh, that's interesting. That is very yeah. interesting. Hmm. Okay, okay. I mean, to, and just trying to get back to what you were saying though is, and I I, I think like what's happening to the people at home, like. They might be casualty to this in a sense, and they might live under a very propagandistic society that mm-hmm. supports and promotes the war as achieving mm-hmm. some end from the perspective of each country or whatever' mm-hmm. whoever's involved the The other
0: thing that I'm curious about is like how many people how many nations have rebelled against their leaders you know in order to try and stop the war you know, like how does that work exactly and also like. How fucked up do you have to be in order because casualties have to exist, right? Like you can be resurrected, but there's you're eventually going to get body. And this we we didn't even talk about mutilation yet of the corpses of the bodies. Like that is something that I think Courtney brought it up obviously, Mm -hmm. Uh, like from early (laughs) or early on that I think Mm -hmm. we need to talk about. Like because if the way that they if these necro lizards like resurrect people is to like take on the damage that they took before death then what happens to a body that's pulp what happens to a body that's been burnt to ash or atomized right so so that that is actually a way that we can create genuine casualties mm-hmm. i think right
1: yeah so the stakes just keep getting higher the violence becomes more extreme as you go on
0: Right. And suddenly war crimes are just how you do business in right, war. it's like, right. Hey, the only way that we can make sure they don't come back, you know, like it, it becomes dehumanizing, like, mm-hmm. like even more so than how war normally is. Right. Like,
2: yeah. Okay. That's fucked up. That's great. Well, it would seem that like whatever power these lizards have this dark, quote unquote, dark magic. It seems regenerative because that's what lizards do. Mm-hmm. So uh, I imagine oh, then yeah. like. If you totally vaporize someone, there's nothing for them to regenerate, but it's like a Wolverine situation. If you have something to work with, maybe you can bring them back, but maybe the degree to which they can be restored, it varies. Like mm-hmm. if I've been reduced to ash and some bones, maybe I can't really be brought back. But if I'm like a hunk of smoldering flesh, I can <laughs> probably bring you back, but maybe you're not going to be quite right, you know?
1: And maybe like the more regeneration that needs to occur, the more um, reptilian... Long-
2: is lost. You become yeah.
1: and yeah, the Ooh. more the less human, the yeah. more reptilian your transformation. The more reptil-
0: is. and that's how they reproduce. They don't have mm. the ability to reproduce sexually. They, yeah, that's they, what they need do. to have,
2: mm-hmm. and this is why they encourage the war to go on forever. And yeah. That's the exchange too. Like yeah, they, yeah, absolutely. I still think they have a larger goal. I mean, I don't know if it's to supplant the human race, but I feel like I feel like their process, if this is reproduction, like they they must have another goal on top of that. You know, like maybe make more of us. And then something else. Wouldn't right? it just like, be survival though? Like
0: if if the only I way think that, they're
2: craftier than that. Well well, I
0: mean, think different. about it. If the only way they're able to reproduce is through this kind of like su- supplanting of the human species, mm-hmm. then their only option in terms of like reproduction is to continue this war, is to make sure that it continues on,
2: right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably the overriding like thing that's happening but i think there's probably a twist or a hidden level of what they're doing that we're not fully understanding you know like can we can we shelve that for the actual twist that we roll yeah through? i, was, I, I think, think like there's so, some yeah. other step that we're not aware of that they're up to yeah. yeah.
0: so let yeah let's absolutely keep that in the back pocket and we'll we'll pull that when we do the twist proper yeah how's that sound yeah
1: like my yeah. my thought went to like blood for the blood God. They're like Mm -hmm. doing sacrifices to like summon something much greater that we don't know How is that
0: not a twist? I'm adding that to the twist list. (laughs) There we go. New twist. (laughs) I don't even know what it means, but yeah, fuck it. That's on the twist list. Um,
2: You asked about the countries. I'm the more I think about the more I'm thinking about it for a war that's going on this long. I'm the more I'm thinking that the individual statehood has must have been either dissolved or it has to have been turned into something that serves a political purpose. So like in 1984, these countries, they don't really exist. They're fictions that they've been created by really a single government that's warring with right. itself to keep things going forever. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling this world's landscape has been changed so much that you can't really trust that there are real reasons why these countries are fighting each other or that they really are countries at all. And I wonder if we're talking about what the story will be, if you're going to write a story or have a game in it right like i imagine it's at a very low level at that of the soldiers or that of maybe a single politician and they don't have a full understanding of Mm -hmm. of the whole situation so (laughs) those are questions we may not have to answer we just we we just have to know it's really messy and there's a lot of propaganda behind it you know
0: thematically i think it's appropriate to add in like paranoia or you know like some kind of like I don't think mystery is adequate because mystery implies that there's something to uncover. This is like right. more obfuscation. This is more like deliberate. Exactly. Intentional mm-hmm. like obfuscation. I don't know what else yeah. to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, misinformation, hiding right. information, yeah. whatever. I'm, I'm not smart. I'm not a smart man.
2: Are the, are the leaders of these wars and the human side are even aware of the lizard people? Like what is the level of knowledge between these two groups? Oh, that's interesting. Um. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. picturing Hold them as
1: like legit lizard people, but if they're like secret, then I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, or it could be like a V situation, like the uh, the sci-fi miniseries V, where it's I like they look human it. and then they pull their yeah. fucking skin off and they're reptiles. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers for a 1970s sci-fi show called V. By the way, apologies to everyone who was not going to watch it and going to get mad over it
1: anyway. Didn't they remake it recently? I thought there was really. I thought there was like a more recent one called V, but maybe I'm wrong.
0: I, I only know of the one from the 70s. Isn't the girl from, from
2: Serenity's in it,
0: right?
1: Yeah, the uh, Firefly. Firefly lady. She's a girl, yeah. God, Why
0: would I know Firefly? You know, I don't watch that show. Oh, God. <laughs> well, it's only a few episodes. <laughs> and, like, I'm not going to waste my you gotta time. You've got to watch it. That show is so good. Daniel, fuck off with what I got to watch. you know how many things I've been trying to get you
2: to watch? I just watched um, Severance. Severance.
0: You did. Yeah. yeah, but I'm talking about the other stuff that I know you're <laughs> never going to watch.
2: Like, what? Well, I'm working my list. I, I got to Severance.
0: I I've it's got like a bunch of stuff so on that stuff. list.
2: How's Columbo come <laughs> out? Columbo, that, that one you said to have watched episodes here and no, not the whole thing. Have you watched an episode? Yeah, I watched an episode with you actually a long time ago. <laughs> this sounds like a lie.
0: This sounds like a falsehood and no. a delivery. No, way, way I in thought apartment.
1: we all watched it together.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, but that doesn't count because I made you do it. I'm just <laughs> that Basically,
2: thing. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: huh. I, I What What haven't I watched that you've suggested, Daniel? Um, I don't. Firefly,
2: apparently. Yeah, Firefly.
0: <laughs> 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 oh yeah, yeah. Okay, new thing. Okay. Oh, you know what? I'll give you one uh, for free. You know what I haven't watched, uh, even though uh-huh. you've recommended it multiple times. Yeah. Raised by wolves. And you know what? Oh, that's what? right. Well, that's
2: not <laughs> your jam, though. I understand that. Like, it's not, it's really weird sci-fi stuff. I don't think you'd be into that. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, but I want to give you something th- you would, that we would that you would love that I would love, like, mummy esque because we both love that. Okay, but <laughs> you do know? think that I would like Firefly, is what you're telling me. I th- I think if you, yeah, it, at first, I didn't like it, but then you got to let it happen, because I think you'd like it. I think it's like, did you like Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I did. Okay, I think Kinda. you'd like Kinda. it, yeah. Yeah. Kind yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's not, it's not sci-fi it's not, so much as it a Western that happens to be in sci-fi. I, I get so, that. And, yeah. and that actually, that is kind
0: of what annoyed me when I tried to watch it the yeah. first time. Me too. But At first like, I was like,
2: oh, I don't want to watch a Western, but then I'm like, it's, this is a little of no, shows. I yeah. like,
0: I like Westerns, but I was just mm-hmm. like space horse. like <laughs> yeah, just it's hilarious. In. And I'm
2: like, this is fucking <laughs> yeah. dumb. Like, it
0: makes no sense
2: sometimes, but it's great.
0: <laughs> yeah ex- and that's why i was like i i actively mocked it when yeah. i watched you, it. you got you got much you gotta, to courtney's it's like it's chagrin because she's the one who made me watch it yeah yeah didn't it's, i it's,
1: try to like watch an episode with you and you were just like shitting on it the whole time yes
2: like, yes that's, that's exactly robbed. what yep. happened yep <laughs> it, shows, it shows about the the crew like once you get to yeah. that crew, then it's like everything it's
1: very out. character it's
2: right, right. Yeah. once i get 30
0: hours in then it's good okay <laughs> 30 <laughs> 30 hours into eight. this it's 10
1: hours series <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh
0: no I, I was just i was just remarking about video games like how oh, like yeah, it, yeah. The, the game gets really good once you're 30 hours into it oh
1: yeah, yeah. i just don't even play those games anymore
0: uh yeah
1: i forgot what i was gonna ask
0: weak coward
1: (laughs) okay um we need to we
0: need to get to a recap so we can roll the the twist because we we need to get through this we still have other stuff to do daniel yeah all right yeah let's let's get back into it let's uh digression over let's go ahead and recap our tenets uh courtney you started us off this time why don't you tell us what your first tenet was and whether or not we satisfied you yeah, I mean, um, the tenant, satisfy the tenant, not
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was that the uh, resurrected soldiers keep their memories from their previous lives. So they sort mm-hmm. of come back having just experienced their own death. And I think we we talked about that in terms of like how it'd be useful for reconnaissance and then the implications of like our bodies just being completely obliterated in order to prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment. I think that's good. Daniel, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think we covered that one. That's like
2: essential to how it functions. I yeah. agree
0: with that. Okay.
2: And
0: speaking of Daniel, what was your
2: first tenet, sir? Um, that when necromancers resurrect someone, they carry a piece of the dead with them and the piece is lost. Mm-hmm. And and that yeah. absolutely it's tracks. Day, with,
0: And we, we've made that essential to what we're talking about as well. To mm-hmm. lizard
2: people.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Sure. Um, my first tenet was uh, the magic... The dark magic that that's in the tenets are are new. They they started with the onset of this World War One event. Yeah, I
2: think that's because it's lesser people, right? <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. right. I think that we could reconcile that a little bit, mm-hmm. um, just in terms of like, yeah, why did they come out now? Right. Exactly. Because we were talking
1: about like the mass death and like
0: right. Like, oh, maybe right. that's
1: part of the whole, like, blood for the blood god thing that I was talking about. Like, this yeah. mass amount of death made it so that they could come out of the earth or something. I don't know. Or just
2: awakens them in some way. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. They, like, hatch from there. Yeah, ears. I
2: see them as being in the earth, too. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Like, what if – because you're th- focusing on the cold-blooded aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't want sunlight. Maybe, like, this mass war stuff has created sort of like a matrix situation where, like, some of the light of the sun is blocked out from all the explosions and stuff and or smog i guess like the industrialization caused by the war and that's what enables the lizards to come out because they smell that in the sedge of death
1: or i mean cold blooded is kind of the opposite where they they want heat sources yeah oh, they need but heat sources they, maybe it's they, like they the need heat the of maybe yeah. it's the Ooh, heat oh. of like war itself and yeah. like the in- industrial stuff that comes from it and the
0: greenhouse effect we've accomplished uh, again, we're just veering back directly into um, conspiracy theory again, yeah, but yeah. I'm okay with that,
2: honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, so if, if they need heat, same stuff from the war the industrialization, mm-hmm. greenhouse effect draws them out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah, sure. that works. And maybe they absorb the heat from the bodies that they resurrect oh. as well or something. I don't
2: know. Yes, I like that.
0: Uh, yeah, I can support that. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I'm 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 yeah. Okay. Let's let's keep it moving. Uh back to Courtney. What was your second tenant?
1: Uh that they were reptilians. <laughs> that there are reptilians on this earth that are cold Oh, blood. look at so that. We immediately talked about the reptilians.
0: Yeah. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> um, well no, because we didn't talk we didn't name it Courtney. That was just a d- a d- whatever. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um okay, so yeah, reptilians, big part, check.
2: Daniel, second one. What was yours? Okay, I can – one more thing. I can envision um, a scene of, like, blood from the war trickling down into the earth and, like, Mm -hmm. seeping through Mm. and, like, drip drop into this underground cavern and then like one of those what is it called like nictating eye thingies the little sleeve oh on the yeah. Yeah. eye. yeah hits, hits the eye and opens up and then like they're awakening so they've got your blood god sacrifice
0: did you watch the 2000 godzilla movie recently daniel i feel like that's no. a scene directly taken out of that i have or like
2: not maybe a jurassic that. park or something Might like have seen that it, uh, probably an eon ago <laughs> so <it's laughs> the one with eon. what's his name in it for like five minutes Matthew Broderick. Um, no, 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 no. This
0: is the one from literally 2000. It's oh. the one that has Matthew Broderick. Oh, what's the one
2: with, with the Breaking Bad guy? Oh, Brian. That,
0: that's the more recent remake. That's like oh. 2010, 2018, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I know. I was just visualizing Blood Cavern Okay. for Courtney. <laughs> I mean, Courtney's on the podcast. I'm all, I'm all but yeah, for that's fair. He yeah. <laughs> loves blood, blood caves, let me tell yeah. you. My favorite. Just tripping, tripping on now. <laughs> <laughs> can, can you have a stalactite made out of coagulated blood instead yes. of things? Oh
2: that God. That's
1: what's tripping onto the lizard's eye to wake it up.
2: Oh, yeah. maybe
1: that's like the altar that they're creating underneath the earth. <laughs> it's this oh, coagulated blood.
2: Blood coagulated chamber.
0: <laughs> this is dumb as fuck, and I'm kind of <laughs> here for it right now. So yeah. your
2: question was my other one. Uh, the words were been going on for so long that nobody knows where it started or why. Right, right,
0: mm-hmm. right, right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that works. Um, uh, and uh, we we didn't even do my tenant. I realized. Oh, yeah. Tenet. What are your tenant? Uh, uh, no, it's it's fine. My mine was more thematic, so it was fine. And and honestly, I I think the reason that I didn't bring it up is because I we've been doing it i just wanted this to be like more horror inspired like we've got uh, war oh, yeah. we've got bleakness like we've it's whatever that. like yeah it's like it's not even a at this
2: point i mean anymore. picturing like someone being resurrected as having put in a sack of a lizard sack and then like emerging from it their remnants like bursting <laughs> out of this lizard egg like it's pretty grotesque yeah yeah
0: i mean like again i, I just had spooky season in mind and i didn't mm-hmm. I, I mean i, I should have known considering courtney was on the podcast but like <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that we weren't like making it light or
2: lighthearted or goofy. Or <laughs> it's a very know, like- happy
1: setting that we're dealing with here. Exactly. Wait, where
2: do- we didn't put the dwarves in here. So where are the dwarves? No, 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 <laughs> no. This is a well, trap. This is a trap. They're in the they're in the blood this cavern. Is, yeah, I was going to say the blood they're
1: cavern. they're the underground lizard. No, people. no. they're the heroes. No. They come no, to the save you know, the world. My second tenant. My second tenant. Guys, they I'm sorry. I misspoke. I misspoke. <laughs>
0: my second tenant was there are no dwarves in the center. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> Um, right. Sorry, I misspoke. That's on me, guys. That's, that's the blood dwarves. They carry no. the true blood nope. of the righteous. No, you know, uh, remember, we have a policy on the podcast where we don't completely negate the other person's tenant. And Daniel, I feel <laughs> like you're
2: trying to do that right now. And I just don't think that's Please okay. send us more prompts that specifically require dwarves. <laughs> Courtney, cut that out uh, <laughs> when you edit the podcast. That'd be mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway,
0: let's move on to the twist. I feel like we've done well in terms of uh, satisfying everything right now. Yes. So let's mm-hmm. go ahead and roll the die and see what twist we get. Current top contenders are now make everything cute. What's your God? Yeah. Uh, making everything anime. Uh, we oh. could do that. Oh, one. Please, Jesus. Daniel's
1: just going to like quit the podcast. I just quit. Rage quit. <laughs>
0: All right. And the twist is. Okay. Now remove some blood sacrifice. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, AKA make it nicer. <laughs> this is a bullshit nicer. twist. This is, this is abuse. They're like considering <laughs> what this fucking. I feel attacked. Is. Yeah. <laughs> <I>
1: feel
0: attacked. <laughs> uh i i am thrilled to see how we make this very bleak very blood-soaked setting demonstrably less bloody like how do we reconcile this for the love of god you need heroes you heroes
2: no we don't this This is that's how you make it less bloody you need people who can take the blood away who can (laughs) take and by that i mean metaphorically they can (laughs) cause less bloodshed right and that has to be heroes.
1: So we need like some sort of clerics or like healer types.
2: Or I mean, or it, aren't- it, not literally, it could be. Yeah. I mean, you could add superheroes to this. It, it needs to be people who can counteract the endless blood rituals that are occurring with these lizard people. Someone who sees the big picture, right, knows what they're up to and is trying to stop them.
1: Robots can't be sacrificed for their blood. And they can't be turned into reptiles. Okay, we can't can't go
2: goofy as fuck with this, okay? (laughs) We have the World War I restriction, though. We can't do that.
1: Yeah, I know. They'd be very primitive uh, constructs. Yes,
0: right. And also, like, let's not... Let's not spitefully ruin the entire theme no, and setting no. of the setting that we've created here, right? Like, let's let's like remove just a little bit of the blood sacrifice, okay. just a just, little just bit of such.
2: it. Yeah, okay. I just I think we need something that can curtail the bloodshed. Hope,
0: like you said, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, we mm-hmm.
1: need
2: hope in the setting, is what
0: we. Yeah, need. Right,
1: right. Yeah, just absolutely. a little bit,
0: not a lot though.
1: Right, not too much. <laughs> not
0: too much. We want the illusion of hope, not exactly. actual hope, mm, yeah. and that's okay. I'm okay with that because you know what? There's propaganda in every war, and there's there's figures like Captain America, there's figures like Uncle Sam. You know, like there's the patriotic idealization. You know that good stuff. Um, I don't want to get into the German propaganda because who, oh boy, that's bad. Uh, but it existed, right? Uh, so yeah what do we what do we have for war heroes what do we have for like hope in this setting good question daniel courtney i'm gonna make you squirm and answer this <sighs> question give us a hero give us some hope courtney no this twist him. is literally aimed specifically at you so please
1: um the yeah the one thought that comes to mind literally just the one thought because my mind is blank <laughs> right now trying to figure this out um, is um, a nurse type figure. Who's able to restore without the necromancy, perhaps mm-hmm. through like actual medical technology, maybe like scientists who are working on technology so that they're less dependent on the necromancers.
0: How about just people who are working to restore the humanity of the soldiers who were resurrected?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: So like, Treating treating the reptilian replacement as a disease, and then being able to treat it effectively. Interesting. To so like reverse to reverse their reptilianness. Right, because when they get resurrected, they also come back as colder and more okay. cold blooded. Mm-hmm. Right. So why not have it in? Because people are going to look at that and be like, "Wait a minute, that needs to change. That needs to not happen." And we need to restore humanity. So all of a sudden, there's a big scientific medical boom to try and restore people back to themselves.
2: It would be interesting, too, if those who are um, healed in this way cannot be resurrected.
0: Oh, that's good. That's a good caveat to add to it. Uh, yeah. Because then you're making a choice. You know, do you want mm-hmm. your humanity or do you want to live forever? Or do, like how, what, Yeah. And that is an interesting moral choice as well. That mm-hmm. is, yeah. Maybe it's a, maybe it's an inoculation you take. Like maybe, yeah. you, can, mm. you know, like, oh, if you take this, you can make the choice. Take this drug and you won't be able to be resurrected, but you'll keep your humanity. Don't take this drug and you'll be immortal, but you'll be a lizard person.
1: Yeah. I like that a lot. I would
2: like to if um, perhaps there's a lizard co-conspirator, just so that the lizards aren't just universally evil. Mm -hmm. And perhaps the co-conspirator gives some information as to what they're really doing and that that's – they think that that's also bad for themselves.
0: Uh, And and they donate their own blood as Mm -hmm. like kind of control sample to try and – test with. Mm -hmm. And and ironically, the hero now becomes that lizard person, right? Like that Mm – who, who they don't believe in what their species is doing and stuff like that yeah that works or it could be yeah,
2: in the heroes group you know
0: that yeah that's what i mean like they're, they're a right. hero now for sure yeah yeah
2: are the lizard people shape changers I,
0: I thought we had like solidly stuck with the v concept and we gave so mm-hmm. much lip service to it but
1: like they're wearing the skin so yeah humans exactly mm-hmm. yeah
2: so i wonder what it is that would would make even a lizard person question their overall process
0: maybe they're they were a necromancer who maybe they resurrected people so much that they eventually like got hit with a wave of empathy they got hit with mm-hmm. this wave of love you know like maybe there's something that is beyond the basic brain of the lizard person that they now understand, you know, like maybe, Oh, it's, it's like a, uh, it's like a Spock thing. It's, it's like a Spock thing where it's like, Oh, they're, they're not in control of their, or they, they they see emotions as like kind of this enemy to be conquered. And this one's like, nah, emotions are good though. Like we should have emotions sometimes, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Maybe this one was like, especially prone to taking the good memories from the people they resurrected oh, and like, so it's which incidental. is like kind of like kind of fucked up in itself. It started off as a selfish thing, like, oh, this like feels good. I'm going to keep doing it, even though it's Ooh, fucking yeah. over these people. But then over time, it was like, oh wow, they have like these amazing lived experiences that I've never had before. Mm. Like, we should try to preserve that.
0: That's fun. That's really fun.
2: are like an anti-necromancer. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I, I I dig that. Yeah. Great. Um yeah, this is good. Uh I, I suppose we have to create a faction now, right? We're 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 getting towards the end. What do we got for a faction?
1: I mean, it kind of like started to create one with like the scientist uh, medical group that we yeah, talked that's about. That's
0: true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that we haven't talked about? Any so so I think the the one major question that I have is why the war hasn't ended. And I think that the answer, the easy answer is lizard folk intervention, right? Like manipulation. Um, Is that something that we're okay with just kind of hand waving?
2: Yeah. I think that they have manipulated our own culture to continue this war forever.
1: Yeah. Um, I think there's probably something too about like immortality is such a tempting idea that it's yeah. sort of easy to manipulate the populace towards that. Yeah.
0: I, I think that given Given the choice, like if you took a serum that allowed you to be immortal, but you know, you lost your emotions, or mm-hmm. the other one is you just continue to be a person, like most people would probably take the immortal one, right? Or like it'd probably be 50 50. I don't know. I think, yeah, I'm sure
1: it would be a really tough choice. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I would probably have to think about it
2: when <laughs> there's I, propaganda th- behind it as well, you know?
1: True, mm-hmm. true, true.
2: So it's probably not being described in a way that's anything close to what they're yeah. actually doing.
1: Yeah. Like it's, it's more framed as like, you're going to be stronger after you're resurrected mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. keep fighting the good fight. Cause you'll be like mm-hmm. a super soldier.
0: I'm imagining like propaganda posters of like, say no to the vaccine, you know, yeah. fight for uh, your country, yeah. you know, like yeah. that exactly. kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Oh man. And the idea that that vaccine quote unquote is like, you know, like not government sanctioned is also kind mm-hmm. of interesting as well, you know? Mm, yeah. It's the ragtagger of rebels that are doing this, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, it becomes a prick of doom. It becomes like literally like you will die if you get this vaccine. Like that's mm-hmm. what happens, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's true.
2: Wow. So they end, and they end up being the only ones who can truly fight the lizards mm-hmm. ultimately, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, what happens if someone
0: injects that into a lizard person? It kills
2: them.
1: Uh, i feel like that's too easy does it start to like turn them back to human
0: maybe it just turns off their regeneration
1: yeah
2: they weaken them
0: yeah so it's like because they rely when they resurrect the soldiers they rely on their regeneration to make sure that they Mm -hmm. can take on whatever is going on right so they should also um, fix their form Oh yeah! Oh, um, it unveils yeah. them. Mm-hmm. We we need something that unveils them as lizard people, and that's yep. the the serum does
2: that. Yeah, it makes yeah. them unable to regenerate and they can't shape shift. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like absolutely. the idea
1: that that's the only way that you'd be able to kill them is mm-hmm. by injecting them, and then they become susceptible to injury.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. Okay, that's dope. And now, in in doing in talking about this, we have now created or we've expanded upon Courtney's. Uh, ragtag group of uh hospital hospitalers or (laughs) doctors and medical hospitaler is a real word by the way fuck off is it yes absolutely yeah google it google it live on the podcast don't cut this no you cut this courtney you you don't hide your shame
1: huh it it is it is a member of a charitable religious order thank
0: you yes thank you courtney yep Uh good to know Mm -hmm. you don't cut this. This doesn't I get, get cut. I get, I'm, I'm
1: fine. Fine. It's fine. It's not cut it.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, so main story quest. I think we just, li- I think we literally just did everything all in a shot, right? Like, yeah. we just fucking nailed it. Like, easy. In
1: a shot, like a vaccine. Ah, yeah,
0: <laughs> Cody, it's so fucking funny. Oh my God. Yep. I'm sorry. Um, no, that's good. Hmm. Is there is there anything else that, we, I mean, we literally created the main storyline quest? We're trying to give them hope. Question though, right? Question. How do we, because there's too much hope now. I feel like I know that we gave them the shot, like the, uh, the possibility (laughs) of it again. Yes. Shot. Thank you. Good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, How do we now take it away from them? How do we make it? So it's even harder. How do we make it? So this group, you know, like while there is a chance that they do this thing, we, re- I really want to stack the deck to make sure that this isn't a complete happy hero
2: ending. Like, I want it to be a little bit bleaker than what we currently have. I mean, you're dealing yeah. with a 1984 society, so the existence of this thing is never enough. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't believe in this thing, and they're conditioned not to believe in it. Sure. Yeah. Lean heavy on the propaganda. Yeah. Like, okay. five people to 100 people are nothing in the face of this super state, you know, mm-hmm. like – whatever mm-hmm. progress they can achieve would be tiny steps in a year that's been going on for hundreds of years or war that's been going on for hundreds of years.
1: Right. And like, mm-hmm. I imagine too, that the, the bulk of the lizard people are now aware of this one defector and mm-hmm. are probably like watching him closely to see what he does and monitoring the progress on this vaccine. And they're basically ready to just swoop in at the last second and crush this group.
2: And who is to say you can trust the lizard, the good one, you know, mm mm-hmm. know,
0: Oh, is that how we do it? It's a rug pull where it's like, yeah, I was actually a double agent the whole time. Like, get it, fucked.
1: it could have even been like a, a well-meaning one, but mm-hmm. he's just so closely observed that he's being completely used to, to mm-hmm. root out this group. And he just doesn't realize it, that, that he's like the key to um, the lizard people finding out this rebellious group and killing it.
0: That Okay. And, and again, we often bring this back to like a prestige television show, right? Okay. So this is what would happen. Season one, set up the series. Season two, introduce, uh, oh no, the end of season one is where the lizard person is like, look, I'm mm-hmm. going to help out. you. Yeah.
2: Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then. A shocking reveal at the end of season, mm-hmm. the lizard person's actually good. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's yeah. season one.
0: Season two, the lizard person is working together. And then, you know, like they're showing genuine growth and there's a genuine chance. And then, Season three, they introduce some new characters because they're gaining new ground and like we're starting to win the war, like the hypothetical war. And then at the end of season three is where the the betrayer is revealed, and then you unveil everything from seasons two and one and two. Mm-hmm. There we go.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, and
2: obviously, we get canceled mid season two because of bad ratings, but of yeah. just or fantastic ratings. But Netflix's bizarre, incomprehensible <laughs> algorithm just decides to cancel it. <laughs> exactly it's too it's too expensive and it doesn't make any sense and yes. also
0: yeah. uh there's not enough 80s nostalgia in it so otherwise amazing. known yes. as raised by wolves
1: <laughs> <laughs> or what hbo Wait. is doing even now with the yes. stuff it's like oh, oh this yeah. season's completely like done it's like 95 ready to go now we'll just nope. we'll just cancel Same. that it's not fine.
0: only are you going to cancel that you're going to burn any footage yeah. and Uh, No, 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 no. That's not enough. Magnets to the hard drives and the cameras (laughs) and then destroy those hard drives and cameras. Mm. Just to Mm. be sure. Yeah. Yeah. This will not stand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, I feel like we've wrapped everything up. I'm very excited about this particular setting. I think it's uh, notably bleak. It's very bleak, yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're good. Uh, a big thank you to Kaiser for this particular setting uh, suggestion. And of course, if you want us to build your world, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com. Click the link, follow the instructions, and within a reasonable amount of time, we'll be building your world. Social media, Twitter, at Let's World Build. You know where to find us. Uh, Discord, you know what? We got the Discord. Come chat with us. Talk to us about World War One. Talk to us about settings about world building if you have thoughts ideas suggestions if you need advice we're here to help you we're here to chat with you about all sorts of cool stuff and of course if you're feeling particularly generous you can always give us money over on patreon you can go to our patreon get access to sweet sweet patreon only episodes early access to episodes weekly patron only discord that's a good thing I, I love our patron only discord too. I love, I love chatting with those people. They're great and whatever you don't have to, if you want to give us money, that's great. If not, don't worry about it. Continue to listen to us. We'll love you either way. With all that being said, that's going to do it for this episode of world build with us. Remember that we love you very much. And we're going to get through this together until next week.